0: The big news is the new Tesla Model 3. We also talk about the Chrysler Pacifica, and we answer your questions about sports sedans next on Talking Cars. Hi everybody, welcome to Talking Cars with Consumer Reports. I'm Tom Mutchler. I'm Jake Fisher. I'm Gabe Shenhar. Uh, The big, 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 big news in the automotive industry is the unveiling of the Tesla Model 3. I thought you were gonna say the new Chrysler minivan. Well, that's right, for about $35,000, you can get a Model 3 or a
1: Pacifica. The Pacifica goes over 200 miles. It does. Uh, um, and it uh, costs about $35,000. It sits five adults comfortably. It does. It has
0: some screens in it.
1: It does, and it will be available sometime in the future. <laughs> right. Uh, we're filming this
0: the day after the unveil, and you watch it. It was like a revival meeting. It was, you don't it, see car debuts like that. Very OK, long. so, so see,
2: here's it's what like I was. It's like a homecoming of the <laughs> fan base. Yeah. So.
1: Here's what I was most taken about. So you've got a situation where, I, so, so, so OK, so the, the unveiling was last night, but before the unveiling, Mm-hmm. There are lines of thousands of people across the country ready to buy something that they have never seen. They don't know when they'd get it. Um, that You don't know what the final price you is. You don't know what the final price is. I mean, that is amazing. They're putting down deposits. I mean, sure, we've all seen like the, the pictures of people at the, uh, the Apple store, right? Mm-hmm. But they know what phone it is. They know, oh, I'll get the, uh, the, model, you know, the Apple 6S. I know information about it, but here you have no information about it and people were putting down a thousand bucks. Are you sure they were all for a, the
2: uh, Tesla Model Three and not for the iPhone SE?
1: <laughs> Maybe they
0: were confused. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> right. Like, oh, it's not an iPhone. Man, I hope an iPhone SE is not a thousand dollars. Well, there's that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it's it's really pretty amazing. You know,
1: again, it's, it's like kick, it's like a Kickstarter
0: <clears throat> for a car company.
1: Right. So I mean, I, I, have a, I have a friend of mine who who was one of those on the line, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I'm like you realize you don't know what this is? And she's like, yeah, I know. I'm like, you realize you don't know when you would get it? Well, yeah, I know that. And she's like, well, worst situation is I've loaned a car company a 1000 bucks for a little bit. I could get the money back. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're but. Is um,
2: she in the financing business? <laughs> she is now. <laughs> <laughs> she is now.
1: I don't see that many people being
0: willing to do that with like Fiat Chrysler or, well, or a normal or, car company.
1: Well, I can actually get the, the, the real uh, analog car, which is the Bolt. Mm, so, Chevy, and, and honestly, I mean, here's part of me. I feel really bad for the Chevy engineers. Mm-hmm. You know, I really feel bad for Chevy because they also have a car that goes about 200 miles. They also have a car that's full electric. They've also have about $35,000. $35, yeah, and they're going to beat them. They're going to beat them to market. Yes. And there's not going to be lines around the block. No. For but you're not going to compare
2: the Chevy Bolt with the sex appeal of the Tesla. I mean, the whole mystique <clears> of the <clears> Tesla brand. And that speaks to the the attraction of the Tesla, whole Tesla kind of uh, state of mind.
0: Okay, let's, let's, get, past, <laughs> let's get past the mystique, because it's what we do. What do we know about the Model 3? Which isn't, a t- we don't know at a ton Well, we
2: don't know a whole lot. I mean, it looks like it's uh, about like a 60% uh, uh, model of, uh, the Model S, mm-hmm. kind of has similar proportions. And um, I mean, it looks pretty slick, but we, all, we know it's gonna do 215 miles of range. We know it's going to cost $35,000 to begin with, and um, that's pretty much it. And we know it's, uh, it's not going to be out until like well into uh, 2018 yeah. in any significant volumes.
0: Right now, uh, even Musk, was when he said the end of 2017, yeah. was laughing quite a bit, because right. they've had troubles with that in <laughs> the past. We know it has a giant screen inside. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like the interior was completely finished. Yeah, it didn't.
2: It looks like a large screen TV right in the center <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, and nothing right. else.
1: Well, yeah. So the question is, and it, I don't think there really was a whole lot of answers to the question, but $35,000 is a pretty attractive price mm-hmm. when you know, most of the Tesla's been rolling out the door you know, around 90 or more. Right. But 35000 what does that get you? Mm-hmm. So he did make a big point of saying $35,000 would get you the 215 miles range. It would get you... Quick acceleration, um, yeah, acceleration your, uh, six, six seconds, to, six seconds yeah. and, or less. Uh, so, so it wasn't like thirty-five thousand was like some kind of penalty box. But it is unclear what you get. Do you get that big screen in the thirty-five thousand dollars one? I don't know. He did say that you get. Um all oh, the technology you get the
0: uh, safety. Te- you get, you get the safety
1: technology. You don't get the autopilot. Oh, okay. So, so what you get, you get is you get
0: the hardware that enables it.
1: Exactly, which is the same brand strategy what they're doing in terms of the, the Model S too. Mm-hmm. So you, everyone gets the sensors, but to enable it to actually drive it by itself or whatever it's going to be doing in two thousand eighteen, right. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's true. That is an extra fee.
2: And yeah, we know there will be a dual mode version with all wheel drive. Mm-hmm.
1: But other, beyond that, don't know a whole bunch. beyond that you don't know a whole bunch um but i don't even
2: know if it's a (coughs)
0: sedan or a hatchback yeah i was trying to look at the the cut lines
1: it looked like a sedan it's a sedan and i'll tell you why because the 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 rear glass is one goes all the way up to above the rear um uh passengers so it basically goes all the way to the the b pillar it goes to right where the sunroof ends so it would be impossible to lift that whole thing up which is My guess here. But I know, I haven't (laughs) seen any pictures of opening up the trunk because it is pretty weird with this big, giant glass in the rear. I was a little surprised they went that way. I actually was expecting that they would do the big glass from the front. There's actually a couple of Mm. European car makers have done this Mm -hmm. where the windshield extends over the driver's head to give you a really unobstructed view going up. They went the other way, which creates a problem probably for the rear passengers getting really hot back there. They say it's solar glass, but who knows we'll, we'll see I was hoping it was a
0: hatchback just to help continue the reinsurgence of hatchbacks I know. The, the ultimate logical <clears throat> body style next to station wagons and minivans
1: yes uh, to make
0: hatchbacks cool again but it, not so much
1: I was hoping to but I mean again you know I, this cool factor I mean you know obviously they were not going to make it like a, a box you no. know and they couldn't they, it doesn't look anything like the bolt no and no. Um, the bolt may do everything it does from a company that we know is going to probably be around for a long time Chevrolet which has lots of dealerships but you no know, you, can, you, you you can't you can't sink a whole bunch to. of
2: money into the gigafactory
1: Yeah I mean that gigafactory oh, yeah. is giant, enormous giant yeah. factory Yeah exactly mm-hmm. lots of lithium a lot of all all, all the lithium <laughs> <laughs> it's all the lithium Uh so yeah I mean it it's an incredibly
0: how many reservations are up you know less than 24 hours Well they said, after that. so
1: so the, so the number was so at the time, so so prior to actually showing the car and mm-hmm. said here it is. Prior to that, there was 115,000 oh. people reserved that. So you know, do the math. That's 115 million dollars that Tesla mm-hmm. gets to right. hold on to. But um, and, and clearly there's probably be more people making sure. reservations. Um, that's amazing for something people have not seen.
0: Yeah, yeah. For something that's at least thirty five thousand dollars that no one's seen. <laughs> right. And I mean. Although that factory had the capacity back, I believe when GM owned it, of making 500,000 cars, they're not going to ramp up to super big production numbers <clears throat> immediately.
1: Not immediately now. So oh, we shall see.
0: Yeah. Right. Uh, let's talk about something that's very much.
2: More material. relevant Very to much uh, more people?
0: Well, actually, I don't know, because minivans are a, sh- a shrinking market segment. But
2: yeah, Still large, though.
0: It's still large, and Chrysler's <laughs> making a go at it again. I mean, you have the company that was, this is debatable, I realize, the, the creator of the modern minivan. Mm-hmm. But over the last couple years, they've really kind of fallen behind. And mm-hmm. it's a matter of corporate pride for Chrysler to get the Pacifica right. And we have an early Pacifica
1: that we've driven. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of corporate pride about this, but you know what, it's... I mean, look, you go back in the 80s, right? Chrysler claims that they invented the minivan. Mm-hmm. I would, I, Yeah, I mean, that's when hundreds of thousands of people bought them. Oh, sure, and it was a big deal at the time. I would argue that Volkswagen kind of invented the minivan, you know, back in the 60s. And, I would argue that until the minivan got wood-grained along the sides, <laughs> <laughs> it was not really invented. But um, anyway, but the point is, is that you you have... You've got to go back quite a ways and to actually think about where Chrysler actually did their own car, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, you know, a lot of the cars from Chrysler, I mean Chrysler, it's FCA, it's Fiat, so a lot of their new platforms are Fiat chassis. Before that, it was Mercedes-Benz, right. and, you know, if you go back, I mean, what was, you know, truly a Chrysler-built The, uh, the
0: K car. <laughs> that's a long time ago. I mean, that's the early eighties. Well, the early
2: minivan was, yeah, the, was based on that. Exactly. But anyway, probably the uh, LH cars from which is what, Dodge Intrepid, Intrepid and, and uh, Chrysler Eagle Vision and, and uh, Eagle, whatever. Eagle. Yeah. Oh my
1: goodness. Yeah. Now you got to really that's, go back there yeah, and that's time machine.
2: Ninety-three, I think. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I mean. You know, I mean, look—they—they they, they do trucks, right? The 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 Ram—I still want to call it the Dodge Ram—the Ram, uh, the, yes. the Ram fifteen hundred, you know—and that's a pretty nicely developed vehicle, they are, right? They—they they did Liberty Nitro, the second generation SUVs. which was not a well developed vehicle. No,
0: true,
2: but I mean, yeah, you look at, we're talking passenger front-wheel drive cars. Right,
1: but but, yeah. but yes, let, let's let's start and that's talking what about is. that, right? Yeah. Right, a vehicle that's like a car. Um, you got to go back, and if you look at the Intrepid, I mean. Okay, I don't know when the Intrepid came out. I think I was in high school or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like you know, it was it was roomy, it was, it was innovative free. at the time. Yeah. It rode and handled yeah. pretty decently for this right. competitive, mm-hmm. you know. So um, this is kind of their chance again to say, okay, we're not going to go you know put a new body around this Fiat or, or Mercedes Benz right. chassis. Here's what we can do. Mm-hmm.
0: And it turns out that they built actually. A really pretty nice minivan
2: yeah it's a pretty nice minivan yeah I mean it's quiet mm-hmm. uh, the powertrain is pretty good uh, it's the first time that uh, they really got close to getting the nine-speed automatic I know right. I, I
0: drove it and it's like I've, I've driven this car five miles and I haven't sworn at it once I'm like oh I guess the nine speed's almost <laughs> right you yeah
2: know? Well, I drove it like 200 miles and did yeah. you swear
0: at it no all right yeah. good that means it's fixed
2: no it's, it, it's a good car really uh, well well done uh, yeah, you know, totally and actually, competitive. Uh,
0: something to understand is that making a minivan, making a good minivan is hard. I mean, minivans are totally unsexy and they go to a, a, a population that's maybe doesn't, you know, they're value driven, they're, they're practicality conscious, they're, they don't understand how complex a minivan is. Yeah, and this and thing is a giant box with holes <laughs> on three sides of it. Yeah. And You need to make it not twist, you need to make it quiet, you need to make it crash test well which the old van didn't. It is hard to make a minivan.
2: Yeah, big holes in the box uh, always is going to compromise the integrity of, of anybody. I mean, it's two side doors and the huge sunroof but yeah. Think,
1: um, we talk a lot about value here, you know, and talk about different markets and there's different competition in different markets, right? Mm-hmm. And we talk about sometimes when we talk about the, the small luxury segment. you know, it's, you know, maybe not be a whole lot of value there. I mean, certainly some expensive sports cars, you got a, you know, a Maserati, Gran Turismo or something. I mean, there's not a whole lot of value there because what you're getting isn't really worth that money. Um, when you look at midivans you're getting a whole lot yes and, and you're right there's a lot of you're way too much sense now <laughs> i know this is crazy all the tesla people just they've signed <laughs> they've off, off yeah. but i mean but but i mean yeah it's it's not easy to make something like this that's that big drive nicely have the visibility and there's a lot of innovation here yes, sir. so i mean when it comes to like sedans or whatever it's like everyone's kind of doing the same thing Every time, and this is what Chrysler is known for, every time they come out with a new van, there's some innovation here and, and, and there's more here.
0: Mm-hmm. No, you, you go, I mean, look, the thing that's important in a minivan is really the interior. That That is where a minivan yes. earns its keep. There is a lot clever here. Uh, you can keep child seats installed in the second row seat and still get back to, you can still fold it, pitch it forward and get back to the third row seat. Um, the stow-and-go has
1: been the, improved. The stow-and-go has yeah. improved
0: a lot. That uh, They've made it easier. There's a button to slide the seat forward and then just one strap, and the seat folds into the floor. Uconnect has always been great. Um, you know, it's still here. Uh, the Uconnect theater system in the back, although more people just give their kids iPads, yeah. it's
1: clever. It has, like, old-timey games. It, it, it's kids it's, it's, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's almost like being... I like the license plate game. <laughs> the Yeah, license plate, yeah. So, so I mean, the theater, it's, it's basically... I think it's it's anyone who's been on an airplane mm-hmm. and you have that little thing in the back and some of the cars and they have you know and they have some games and no it's can, not the greatest thing right. but you could play a game and it keeps you occupied. They do that really well. It's almost like it's the same experience as if you're getting on a flight mm-hmm. you know, when you get in the back there. And it, like, the well, you said the car, that it was like a private. You get a high-end one of these. It's it feels right. like a private jet, which right.
0: minivans usually don't. You know, a Sienna or an <clears> Odyssey, <throat> even though they sell, they can sell for over 40 grand. They still <clears throat> have a bit of a hose out. Feel to the interior. They, this they do. Is swankier and
1: and, than and that. the old you know, last generation of this thing, yeah, right. again, the town and country was kind of like a rental car, you know, you, you, something you got because you needed it, not because mm-hmm. you wanted it. And, and just on oh, the license plate game. I and mean, they have these games that are driving games. It wasn't like, oh, we'll just, you know, jam in a uh, Android device and have, you know, angry birds here. They had the license plate game, which is like, oh, you could play against each other, and you you know, if somebody sees a, you know, license plate from a different state, and you do that. And they have bingo, finding things on the roadside. There's, um... You know a lot of the, i was I was hoping there would be you know punch buggy, which is slugbug in other markets back but to the Volkswagen again it's always about the volkswagen well let's let's once Volkswagen
2: again, has a bernie sticker on it probably by now right <laughs> <laughs> i't
1: right, I, don't, I don't know about that uh, let's
0: once again <laughs> let's let's get back to cold harsh evil reality okay this is a very clean sheet product from Chrysler mm-hmm, whose mm-hmm. reliability has not been good recently
1: right so this is this is a tough one so um you know, when it comes to reliability, yes, Chrysler has not been good, but this is very different from other Chryslers. So this is you're not, right. It's
0: not it's not like the 200. It's not like the Renegade. It's not like the Cherokee.
1: All of those were taking Fiat exactly with whatever platform. baggage right. that comes from the Fiat platform. Um, again, prior to that, we still have vehicles that are based on Mercedes-Benz, and Mercedes-Benz does not have a great record of introducing vehicles. The right. C-Class, which we love, is is is, is terrible mm-hmm. when it comes to reliability. So this may be different. However, there's really no data to support yeah. that they know how to build something reliable. I sincerely hope I it care. is reliable, and we will have later this year. We'll have data on this. No, year. It's a
2: total wild car for now. I, I think, mean, the yeah. the, um, the nine-speed automatic has always uh, always been a source of a problem, even for other manufacturers, other than the Chrysler that use the same automatic uh, mm-hmm. box, but. Uh, We'll have to see, that's all.
0: We'll have to see. The other thing I don't like is that uh, safety equipment, uh, Ford collision warning, automatic braking, you have to get pretty rich in the model. Yeah, Touring L. Yeah, Touring uh, L Plus, which is pushing $40,000. You
1: need leather to even have it available as an option. Mm -hmm. I think that's too bad. Right, and I mean,
0: I think uh, very soon we're going to see a redesigned Honda Odyssey, and you can be pretty certain they're going to offer that. Honda Sensing on every trim level. So, so let's hope Chrysler rethinks some option mm-hmm. packages and makes that available at yeah. lower prices. But right now, this is a very intriguing car. Mm-hmm. Very, very nice car to drive. Sort of the Grand Cherokee of minivans. Which, yes, which is not a bad thing at all. No, at all. as long as it's more reliable. Um, we got a bunch of questions about New York. Um, you know, we were talking again about sports sedans. Uh, you know, luxury sedans that it's hard, you know, that $40,000, $50,000 price range Mm -hmm. to find something that clicks all the boxes. Uh, Inner Purpose asks, not sure why you guys are knocking cars that haven't even come out yet, especially the Jag XE. Reviewers from Europe's roads have very nice things to say about it, just saying. We've driven a Jag XE, haven't we?
2: Yeah, we have, and uh, there are some nice things to say about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, it drives nicely. I mean, the handling is uh, makes it uh, truly a driver's car, but it's really tight inside, and uh, the interior is uh, not befitting a Jaguar. There is no. There's no sense of occasion in this car. uh, No, nothing at all. There's no. You know, Jaguar needs to. Yeah, hey. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't uh, need
0: to be the old, you know, bankers. But it's
2: it's completely ordinary. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. and. um, and yeah, the infotainment system is uh, behind, the,
1: behind the times. Yeah. You, you got it, Gabe. I mean, look, you've, you've got a new yeah. entry in this market, and um, it drives nice. Absolutely drives nice. Well, so does the Cadillac, Cadillac. ATS, so does the Mercedes Benz C Class, so does the 3 Series BMW. They drive nice too. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it bringing anything new? It's got a cramper seat, not super nicely in, 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 done inside. Um doesn't have modern infotainment and reliability. I don't know if I'd want to gamble on Jaguar right now.
0: I mean, that's the thing. The reference I had made to the Jaguar was in comparison to the Alfa Romeo Giulia. You know, that, again, if if you want a rear-drive based sedan from a kind of boutique European company, honestly, you probably mm-hmm. have a better bet going with Jaguar than you do with Alfa Romeo. I mean, sure. Jaguar's been well, here longer. But, they, you know. Uh,
2: Again, now now it's your turn to make too much sense. I mean, you look at that, (laughs) (laughs) you look at the Alfa Giulia, and uh, full disclosure, I have a soft spot for things Italian, but that car looks dynamite. I mean, the Jaguar, it looks like someone designed it only in the front, and then the whole team went to a local pub for, you know.
0: (laughs) That, again, like we said on the last show, that Genesis makes those cars look boring.
2: Um, In the eye of the beholder.
1: So the Genesis New York concept? Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, and that
1: might actually be reliable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Desperate for Attention asks, as regards the Lexus IS, every other credible source regards the IS to be a very serious challenger in the sports sedan segment. And Toyota for Life, who I'm sure is an unbiased contributor here, totally. says uh, the Lexus IS 350 F Sport is a great driving car. What is that guy about not good driving car? What is that grammar <laughs> about not good making sense? Anyway, we get, this time. We, we get this every time we mention the IS. Sorry, guys. It's not a great driving car. So I I have
2: never seen any uh, other credible source testing an IS that wasn't a
0: 350F. Thank you. Yeah. I actually have. I've seen car and driver test a, they tested the IS250. And they were like, uh, yeah, our, our, and they actually said our impressions of this whole line would have been tempered if testing that Look,
1: it's a bait and switch. It's a classic bait and switch. The guy has read lots of stuff. I mean, they mentioned the IS 350F. Yes, in most of the reviews that you could read about the IS, and they're all over the place, are these, what, the 10 percentile cars, right? If yeah. Right? And, and if, if that. So not, they're not building many of these cars. Rear drive, big engine, sporty suspension, very expensive. We tested a different car. We tested the car that everyone buys, which uh, is the all-wheel drive. And, and
2: even beyond that, I mean, what, what's the name of our friend here? Oh, I mean, uh, well, uh, we have Ryan Desperate and, for Attention
0: uh, and Toyota for Life. Okay, <laughs>
2: so let me ask you this. Have you seen that IS on any hit parade? Any all-stars, any 10 best, any... No, you haven't, I'll answer it for you. Mm. <laughs> and you have seen its competitors. So, yeah. I mean, uh, there was an initial thing about the IS, it was like a rock star for about five seconds, right. and that's
0: it. Well, let's, let's even get beyond what other journalists have said, because honestly, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, we've tested an IS, we went and we bought an IS300, the updated version, right. because the IS250 is gone. We just finished testing. Or it's, it, they, they've changed the um, powertrain choices. Now there's a two-liter four, but you can't get that with all-wheel drive, so now you can get a 3.5, V6. It's still not a great driving car. It's surprisingly inefficient. They mm-hmm. stick you with a six-speed automatic if you get all-wheel drive instead of the eight-speed that everyone else has. The packaging of that car is horrible. Speaking of cars yeah. that make me and swear within a couple miles down the road. And it OK, is even so if you're willing to live that car, with
2: that packaging and you're, you want to sports it in, it doesn't deliver. It doesn't have the handling finesse and the agility and the sportiness of its competitors. It just—it just the
0: stiff suspension doesn't make it right, and, and, and uh, that's just uh, not cutting it. Right. Once again, getting back to practicalities, it will be reliable, which just means you're stuck with kind of a not so great driving car that's doesn't which give you trouble for a very long time.
1: Which is a reason to buy it. Well, for it, 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 yeah, if you it's need something. to have a car in that segment and you want something very reliable, that. That could trump everything. But we're just calling it as it is. Yeah,
0: it's kind of sad that. Um, Andrew Price says, you keep saying there's a hole in the market with regards to reliable, easy to use, and fun to drive luxury vehicles. Consumer Reports released their updated 2016 car data a few weeks ago, and they found Audi was overall the best brand of any automaker. Would you care to comment on where the hole exists exactly, given that fact? Now, here's the thing. Uh, Audi as a car maker, that is completely true. The A4, though, is new.
1: Which is in our garage right now. Can, right. I, can Ooh, I announce that? We just that? bought, we bought, just bought a, yeah. a new Audi A4. So the stay outgoing, tuned. Yeah, right. <laughs> the outgoing
0: A4 was a reliable car. Because um, they had been built for so long. <laughs> also because it was old, it did lousy and crash test results. Right. Yes, <clears throat> one, one crash test. Yeah, yeah uh, mm-hmm. but the one that everyone right now pays attention to, the yeah. Insurance Institute a Small Overlap Test. Narrow offset. That, yeah. uh, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's, we were talking about that segment in the A4. Yeah. The A4 just misses some of the boxes because so, of its
1: age. Yes. Yeah. So the if the new A4 is in our garage. We just took delivery of one. Um, we will see. I mean, look, I haven't I haven't been in it yet, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it's in ours. But I mean, it's got yeah, the potential. It to,
0: to, it's got a potential to fill that based hole. Based on what they did with the Q7, it, it's, it's got, got a, it's a got really good potential. It's to fill got the hole. potential. Yep. Uh, one more question. I'll race you to the keys for the weekend. I'm taking the Pacifica. (laughs) Uh, Why, when you talk about the BMW 3 Series, Mercedes Benz C Class, Audi A4, you never mention the Cadillac ATS? We did mention the Cadillac. We did. We're we're good. We're good. I love it. ATS. I've said it before. ATS. That's okay. okay, We've got the four more mentions. Yeah, no, I've talked about the ATS before. I love driving the ATS. It is one of the sharpest handling cars in this class. Indeed, it is. It is is so ridiculously compromised. Uh, Q is not good, Uh, the packaging is horrible. There's like a foot in front of the radiator where there's nothing, so it means you get no back seat, a tiny trunk.
1: Yeah. It's, it's the, the people who design the chassis on these new Cadillac cars are awesome. They are. They um, are. The CTS, ATS, they drive light, they drive mm-hmm. nimble. CT6, too. CT6, too. Yeah. Um, they really know what they're doing. They should the all get raises. That's right. The packaging, <laughs> the packaging
0: of at least ATS and CTS leaves something yep. to be desired. They're big cars. They're, they're for their size, they don't have as much room as they should. Right. So... That's gonna wrap it up for this episode of Talking Cars. As always, thank you for watching. We'll see you next time.